Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast, with me, your host Neil West, and I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host, Hayley Kearns. How are you today, Hayley? I am feeling amazing today, Neil. Ready for another podcast? Calm and relaxed. Yes. There's a beautiful rainbow over your house today. Yeah, I am the pot of gold today. Pot of gold. Yeah, because the end of it. Yes, the end of the rainbow. Yeah, so yeah, that's good. Oh, that's a nice thought. Okay, so what have you got for us today? Today, Hayley, I am going to share with you secrets about life every woman should know. How long have you been sitting on that one? Oh, this is a... (laughs) (laughs) I've had this ready for a while. This is Barbara DeAngelis, Mm -hmm. Secrets About Life Every Woman Should Know, 10 Principles for Total Spiritual and Emotional Fulfillment. So you'd like me to to bring you to that that nirvana state, wouldn't you, in just 10 easy steps. Now, um, have you heard of Barbara D'Angelis? I haven't, no. Um, She's quite well known. It's still in print. Um, She's written a number of books. She kind of gained prominence in America um, pre-websites where you can post videos for educational purposes Mm -hmm. uh, with infotainment. Remember the old infotainment advertisements? Um, so she came to prominence in that, doing a sort of um, opera-style problem-solving, you know, that kind of thing, oh, TV, right, okay. TV yeah. guru. guru um, yeah. So this is her secrets about life every woman should know. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll help you out here with these secrets of life, okay? So secret number one is everything you need to be happy is inside of you. So mindful concept, you think? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, we, we do talk about the fact that you've got already got all the ingredients to be content. Yeah, you, you are already everything you need to be. Yeah. Um, life happens from the inside out. If you're happy, it's because of what's going on inside of you. If you're sad, it's because of what's going on inside of you. Your world is all happening inside of you. Hmm. That put you in mind of... Yeah, so it, it is. It is. It's the the water in the. Water in the it, you, you've got you've got all the ingredients, haven't you? You just need to choose which ones you're gonna yeah. put your attention on. And that all our emotions are present with us at all times. Yeah. The room the room is the guest house. Of you know, course, you, yeah. You yeah. have happiness and sad and sadness in you all the time. They're part of you, but you choose where you place your attention. Yeah. According to what's most helpful to you. Yeah. So I would say yeah, very mm-hmm. very mindful. And then she says you can't prevent the flood, but you can learn to build an ark. So this put me in yeah. mind of, um, and I, I show the clip of Jaws at the beginning where he goes yes. out and sees the shark and comes back in and says, I'm going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. you know, what we're doing is we're, we're growing people's capacity to uh, manage challenge, difficulty. We're not yeah. changing the world, the landscape. There's the, the, the ocean of sharks is going to stay there. All we're doing is growing your capacity yeah. to navigate it safely. Yeah, because you can't you can't change the world around you. You can, but you can change the way that you view it. So, yeah. yeah Re- so I would say that's yeah. So that's that's very mindful, isn't it? Okay. So that's your first secret. Okay. Secret number two: the purpose of life is for you to grow into the best human being that you can be. Um, well, Again, we're being the happiest you that you can be on the podcast. Yeah, we? we do. Um, but again, 
it, it's it's about knowing that again you've got you've got everything within you already to be happy you just need to recognize it. it's not because often people are constantly chasing the next thing if i if i lose weight then i'll be happy okay. if Head i yeah if i get the the bigger house i'll be happy if i get the new car for you know successful in my job and, and there's always the goalpost always moves doesn't it mm. but if you learn to appreciate where you are in the present moment which is the very core of mindfulness isn't it mm-hmm. it's the only moment you have yeah, yeah. exactly so uh, well she says there's nothing wrong with you it's not meant me there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you you've simply forgotten what you signed up for when you came here life isn't supposed to be easy it isn't supposed to be a smooth ride it's designed to be challenging so that you will grow into a more conscious loving human being well, we did talk about the, the, the penny that shines with the rubbing, you know, it's the, it's the, the, the testing of us that, that makes us human, that yeah. grows resilience, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so. If we don't experience difficult situations, we can't grow stronger. Yeah. Um, um, how can you have a successful day from the inside out? So she's got some tips here. Um, if you learn even one new thing about yourself today, it will be a successful day. Yeah, I like that. If you handle one situation with another person a little better than you've done before, it will be a successful day. If you've been more patient and compassionate with someone else or yourself, it will be a successful day. Like these, these quite I really do well, like these, actually. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd like to put these up in the staff room. That's good. <laughs> oh, I think well, it'll be, yeah. Be careful, because your staff room might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it might generally help all staff rooms. To yes. have these principles. Anywhere in the world. Yeah, anywhere in the world. Mm. Um, if you gain a little bit of understanding about something or someone, it will be a successful day. If you resist indulging in an old, unhealthy pattern of behaviour or of thinking and instead choose a new one, it will be a successful day. If you're kind to someone else or to yourself, it will be a successful day. If you love yourself even though you don't do everything perfectly, it will be a successful day. If you are grateful for the gift of being alive and the opportunity to learn and grow, it will be a successful day. I really like those. I can see you stroking this book. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that. I well, think. Well, I said I brought something nice, didn't yeah. I? Right, so that's the second secret. Secret number three. Change is inevitable, so stop resisting and surrender to life's flow. Very mindful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And this is a book from the 1990s, so it's a little right, before okay. sort of mainstream mindful conversation. Yeah. Um, I mean, we appreciate these range of principles, but they've only really been around for discussion, you know, for a couple of decades, I suppose, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it is a relatively new concept in the kind of the modern world, not modern <laughs> world, but you know, the 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 materialistic kind of yeah, technology-driven world. Through, it's broken through into the mainstream. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we talk about this a lot, don't we? That mm-hmm. um, A lot of people's suffering is caused by them being unable to accept impermanence. They mm-hmm. cling on to things, good things and bad things, because yeah, they're yeah. afraid of change. Uh, very frightened of dying, Hayley, but we'll not go there again. No, no. <laughs> Let's have one podcast on. where one podcast where we don't bring up your. I feel like it's because you've got this new lease of life now with your shiny new heart. <laughs> I, I am now invulnerable. <laughs> I shine, I'm going to live forever with my shiny. Well, my heart will live forever. The rest yeah. of it might struggle a bit. But, um, so yes, she says you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. 
like that one as well. That's good, isn't it? Really liking this lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah very good. Uh, she's very popular. You can see why. Yeah. Um, my question for you is this: You say you're into growth, but are you into change? You cannot grow without change. Change. Mm. Yes, I like that. As we've seen, all growth inevitably involves change, and all change challenges our sense of stability. So, are you into instability? Does that sound appealing? My honest answer is the same as yours. Definitely not. <laughs> but you can't change. You can't grow if you don't change, can no. you? So you can't have a fear of change and, and, and cling to a sense of permanence and grow and develop into the, the best person that you can no, be. No, definitely. But then often that I think that's the obstacle for people because change mm, is, fear is change. scary and, yeah. and difficult. And it's why people accept suffering, isn't it? You know, They accept mm. suffering because a familiar suffering appeals to us more than an uncertain change. Yeah, of course. So we stay in bad situations longer than we need to. Better the devil you know. Yeah. Mm. A ship in harbour is safe, but that's not what ships are for. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you see, I knew you'd like this book. Yeah. Yeah, a ship in harbour is safe, but that's not what ships are for. Um, that's from someone, John A. Shedd. I don't know who John A. Shedd is, to be fair. So that's a nice yeah, it's a nice concept, thing. isn't it? Yes. Principle. Okay. Changes are calling to you. Can you hear them? Doors that have been closed are opening wide. Can you see them? New pathways are appearing right before your eyes. Will you follow them? As it says in the Talmud, and if not now, when? Mm. Okay. I have a question. Oh, come Well, this, it, it feels like it, it, the title of the book was... Secrets about life every woman should know. Yeah, so I'm just wondering why it, it's targeted just at females because mm. so far these are general principles yeah I think so I was yeah. like I was a little bit stand by your man I'm waiting for yeah, or you know yeah. don't no, let them I get... know I was a little bit mischievous when I selected it because I thought that would be her instinct mm. you would think well how is this especially for women yeah and then when I read it and thought well as you've said these are general principles that would guide anyone mm. really wouldn't they so what's her story then like why that's what I'm interested in mm. why why has she chosen that as a particular title because she's potentially ostracising her you want oh. a bit of the blurb the yeah blurb please sorry I know I've just like into... <laughs> we only have done before <laughs> how to create the happy fulfilled life you've always dreamed of secrets about life every woman should know is an inspirational and practical guide for creating the kind of true freedom we're all seeking the freedom that comes from knowing how to tap into a powerful inner state of confidence clarity and peace with her trademark blend of wisdom compassion and warmth Barbara D'Angelis offers invaluable tools for building an inner centre of emotional and spiritual self-reliance. Um, so, nothing particularly specific no, about it. Maybe it's the time it was published, in the 1990s. Yeah, perhaps, you know, we're, we're more accustomed to gender. It's, I mean, gender equality mm. isn't there, is it? But no. it's a lot more there than it was, perhaps, of in the course, 1990s. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it just reflects a societal change. Yeah, maybe. That what was, you know, women perhaps needed more support, guidance, I don't know what the mm. word is. Or um, maybe we're more aware of the capacity to mm. work on their inner self, maybe, mm. at the time. I don't perhaps, know. Yeah, maybe sensitive. Yeah. In the 90s, you know, only women read sensitive yeah. books. Maybe the book wouldn't have sold. <laughs> maybe. If it hadn't been most... I don't know. You'd have to ask. You can ask her. She's still around. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. Um, right, secret number four. All obstacles are lessons in disguise. Honour them and learn from them. 
Yeah, again, very mindful. I'd pitch the uh, phrases that we use, like, um, we don't ask, why is this happening to me? We ask, what can I learn from Mm. this? You know, it's not, why is this happening? It's, what can I learn from? And And it's that honour them, isn't it? It's about... You don't see like them as things. Guest yeah, house. Welcome course. them yeah. as unexpected guests into your life who are, who are there to, to, to prepare you, to, to ready you for the next thing. Mm. Yeah. So all obstacles are lessons in disguise. Honour them and learn from them. Um, pain wakes you up when you've been asleep. It forces you to pay immediate attention. It drives you to look deeper into the truth. Mm. Because I've worked with, it doesn't tend to be with younger people, but when I work with older people, older people often carry that kind of constant pain, constant suffering. And um, telling someone in that position, oh, well, you know, you can always be happy in every moment, you just have to find conditions for gratitude, can sound a bit patronising to somebody of course, who's, who's yeah. kind of living, living with, with, with chronic with, with pain. Chronic or, pain. Or, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's up to you. You have to live with chronic pain. So you either look at it as a, as a suffering or you look at it as an opportunity. You know, yeah. that here is, here is an opportunity to be really aware in this moment of, of, of your own suffering and live with it and think, what is this deeper suffering teaching me? Mm. Um, kind of links back to your podcast about obviously the the operation that you went through and well, the, yes. the challenges and how you kind of used your practice and your reading. I and had stuff. to go through something quite challenging and unpleasant, so reframe it as an mm, opportunity yeah. and, 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 and be curious and, and open about it. And in some ways, obviously it was a, a challenging time, but it was I think I really good... annoyed the, the entire population yeah. of, of Withenshaw Hospital yeah. with my perky cheeriness. But Not I everybody think, appreciates it. I think working with that the older people that we do and sometimes you know kind of you can you've got that experience well, that's now the thing. You? I, put I your... didn't feel I had that lived experience mm. to be authentic and talk to them about their sufferings whereas now perhaps I've experienced a little of my own yeah uh, I've been fortunate you your... you know, I'm all better and fixed now but uh, but I you did use experience. the things that you've often talked about and the things that you've read, mm. and you you had the opportunity to. I applied put the that principles practice, that we've yeah. been teaching, um, mm. and it helped me get through um, that A challenge. challenge. Yes. yes. Okay. And look at you now. Look at me now. Yeah, you can't shut me up, Megan. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> right. Why is this happening to me? The basic difference between an ordinary man and a warrior, or an ordinary woman and a warrior, mm. uh, is that a warrior takes everything as a challenge. While the ordinary man takes everything as a blessing or a curse. Mm. Yeah. So if you approach life as a warrior where everything is a challenge, a bit like you, that sounds like you. <laughs> everything is a competition, bring it on, I can beat you at this, yes. Um, so whereas most people think this is either a blessing or a curse, it's the man and the, 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 whose horse ran away in the storm, remember? And everybody said, oh, that's a shame, your horse has run away. Oh, yeah. And then a few days later, it comes back and brings two wild horses with it. And everybody says, oh, how fortunate you are to have these extra horses. And yeah. then his son breaks his leg trading them. And they all say, oh, how you know, terrible that must be for you. But then the army comes taking away your men and leave him because he's got a broken leg. And again, they all say, oh, how fortunate you are. And all he says at every opportunity is, hmm, perhaps. Yeah. No, so I like that. So yeah, it's he, a he accepts, acknowledges the situation as it is uh, because... We can't change the situation that we find yeah. ourselves in. We can only change ourselves, can't we? 
Right, so this is secret number five. Okay. So you have, you're kind of on board. I, I think, am. I'm definitely going to be borrowing this one, borrow I think. One. Yeah. Your mind creates your experience of reality. So learn to make your mind your friend. Yeah? Definitely, Everything we know yeah. about the world is created for us. It's a movie that we watch in our heads and our mind creates that movie for us, doesn't it? It, mm. it curates and it, it, it's a lens through which we see the world. When you allow your mind to be your enemy by tolerating its negative self-talk, you aren't being your own friend. Okay? So people need to understand that you are not your mind any more than you are not your feelings and emotions. You know, you are separate from that. And your mind isn't always your friend, is it? In each yeah. moment you have a choice to use your mind to be a friend or your enemy. talks about selective attention you don't have to pay attention to every thought that comes into your mind you know you think to yourself do I want to ride with this thought or not and that you can train yourself to practice selective attention I think that's we try and teach that now through meditation don't we that all your thoughts that's the dog yes, <laughs> the dog's mootling about um, you know your mind and people say oh I, I, I stopped meditating because I couldn't empty my mind I yeah. couldn't clear it to thoughts and we say well, you can't nobody can it's full of thoughts all the time what you what you're doing is training yourself to pay attention to the helpful thoughts and let the unhelpful thoughts drift on yeah and, and I are. think young people find that particularly because they assume their assumption is you, you, you have to stop thinking and that's what you're trying to yes, do you cannot stop and thinking. obviously like we we always kind of start off with that you, yeah. it's impossible you can't stop thinking yeah. um but it is yeah, it's up you to you where you choose. Where, where, yeah. Yeah. Number six, secret number six, fear will steal your aliveness. Make your courage bigger than your fear. Hmm. It's so that, of what the devil yeah. was saying the other week. Yeah. You know, this is, fear, fear is, is what gives people power over you. Uh, so fear will steal your aliveness. Make your courage bigger than your fear. That's probably, out of all of them, that's the... Not the one no, that I've kind of I've not resonated as, with that as much. But let's see where she goes with it. Where does she take it? What is my relationship with fear? So she's got a little kind of meditation. Do I let it dominate me? Do I let it talk me out of my dreams? Do I let it stop me being the powerful woman I want to be? Do I take talk back to my fear? Up to the point and then just fall apart and give in to its demands. Do I know how to stay focused on my goals in spite of the efforts to make that my fear makes to pull me off track? Who is in control in this relationship? Most of the time, is it me or is it my fear? So I was put in mind of how we talk to young people about their anger, that you see it as a, a separate being. You know, you mm. can befriend it, you can sit with it. You know, sadness is, is a, you know, we have a whole, build a home for sadness or we the do, colour monster. Yeah. So I think what she's saying is that if you learn to live with your fear rather than let your fear control you, mm. fear will always be a part of you, but it, it mustn't be the kind of dominating force that leads you in your action. A little bit, uh, it reminded me a little bit of some of the teachers of Louise Hay, you know, did the, we did the oh, yeah. episode, didn't we, about Louise Hay and I kind of, when I did that eight-week programme of hers, and yes, it's very similar, sort of, but I mm. guess we were around at similar times, weren't we? But, uh, yes. Okay. She says, this is like treating fear as an honoured guest. That reminds oh, me of Rude, really? doesn't it? I'd like to suggest that you treat your fear like a frightened child who's shown up at your door. Acknowledge it. Talk with it. 
find out where it's come from and what it's concerned about. That's very Louise Hay. Yeah. She she talks about um, when you're trying to practice that self love and and everything that you do kind of you try and picture your five year old self. Yes. Because actually, you would never ever treat a five year old with anything no. other than kindness and empathy. So and they, you know, we talk about like yeah. the monster or the the, the 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 you know creating a little animal yeah. person that kind of personification of a different. Well, we write. Emotion. We invite our invited We write invitations, yeah. don't we? And it's a but it's a really powerful way with the children to. Get, it shows that you're high. in control of your emotions, yeah. they're not in control of you. They yeah. can feel like they're in control, but only if you let them. Mm. See, so yeah, so you come round to that one a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, she's still, she's still. She's still on board. Yeah. Number seven, you must love yourself before you can truly give love or receive love from anyone else. I get, I mean, that's a given, isn't it? It's, a lot of mindfulness is about accepting yourself as who you are and yeah you have to manage your own garden yeah, before you can you help someone else's others, garden yeah. the most important relationship you ever have is with yourself i've read this before mm. you always, you are the only person that you've been with since you were born and yeah. will be with till you die yeah. the most important relationship you ever have is with yourself the most important relationship you need to heal is with yourself mm -hmm. the person you need to truly fall in love with is yourself yeah i'm such a great guy <laughs> Pat it, on the back for me. Yeah, but it is, and it comes back to again. It's those for some people, affirmations like that can be really powerful. You know, and, the and difficult. Yeah, well, very difficult yeah. to start with. But again, compassion for ourselves. We say things to ourselves that are far more hurtful oh, than, and, and, and difficult than we would say to yeah. you know other people. But again, like um, with affirmations, you. The first time you say them, you start saying them, you don't have to believe it. Mm. But again, it's building that neural pathway, it's building that positive yeah. thought, isn't it? Till eventually you do, you do believe. Well, do you remember I brought uh, the Brené Brown book the other yes. day? Because I think love is a really difficult concept. We mm. think we know what we mean by it, but actually it's quite um, ephemeral. It's difficult to pin mm. down what love is. Um, here she says, no one can ever add to your love. And no one can ever subtract from your love. You already have an infinite supply. Okay, um, good. It's a little bit so like when you have your children. The Bowman poems where she came to realise that she did not need other people in her life to make yeah. her feel loved. And in fact, they actually took away from that um, yeah. opportunity often. But it is like when you when you have children, isn't it? And I always remember having your second child. You think you go through that stage when you're pregnant, thinking, how can I possibly? love another child the way that I love my oh, yes. yeah, yeah, because yeah. you don't feel because this 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 little being is everything to you you don't think that you have that capacity do you, do you have three like, children so do you do, yeah. do, do you have a middle child syndrome <laughs> well it, if you speak to my middle child yes definitely but for for I think for you as a parent as the second that second child third child fourth child in your case is there then you realize that yeah, you have that infinite capacity for love, don't you? Mm -hmm. But again, that has to start with yourself, doesn't it? It does. Always. Always with mm -hmm. yourself. She gives you a little poem. Oh, lovely, I like the a poem. time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome. You look at yourself in the mirror and greet yourself with a smile of welcome. Well, affirmations I always do. Uh, I always do in the mirror, I think. That's oh, yeah. Look at, yeah, if you look at... You have to look into your own eyes, I guess, and it's, it's a hard thing to do sometimes. It can be. 
Yeah. Rest but... of mine. <laughs> no, it's easy. I'm as bad as anybody. Well, see, now yeah. I've had my laser eye surgery. I can see myself can as see well. More clearly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's making it more difficult. Okay. You say to yourself, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine. Give bread. Not me anymore. I have the bread though. Uh, give back your heart. No, I'm keeping this one. <laughs> give, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, who you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit, feast on your life. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Not sure about that, are you? No. Yeah. Too much, too far. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to secret number eight. All relationships are your mirrors, and all people are your teachers. Mm, yeah, I suppose. Um, Quite mindful. Well, I do say this all. Um, whenever anyone causes me difficulty, I try to think of them, you are my best teacher. You yeah. know, the, the young person who is a challenge, or the colleague who's a challenge, and mm. think, well, you know, what am I learning from this situation? This that you are being my best teacher by yeah. challenging my my mindfulness and my, my yeah. My when you're surrounded by amenable people, it's not a challenge, is it? It's not it's a challenge. Fun. No, you can't learn from them. Can no. you? So actually, we welcome challenge from people because that's how we learn. Ultimately, the purpose of relationships is to help us become more loving human beings, and one way to do this. Uh, one, one way they do this is to show us everything about ourselves that isn't loving enough yet. And finally, on that thought, mm -hmm. your loved ones act like a mirror. They force you to look at everything about yourself that is not loving, and then they stretch you into learning to love more. Mm. I quite like that. Yeah, so... Next time the washing is, you know, not yeah. placed in the correct location, you would think. It's five millimetres away from where it should be. This is be. where they are <laughs> forcing me to look at everything about myself that's not loving. Maybe we so could do with that up in the kitchen. Love more. Yeah. Yeah. Learn to love more. Well, we can on the washing. Yeah, we'll have it on those as well. <laughs> okay, so that was number eight. Number right. nine. Okay. True freedom comes from how you respond to life and not from what life does to you. True freedom mm, comes from how like you that. respond to life and not from what life yeah, does. So, that's, that's very yeah, mindful, yeah, I feel, isn't yeah. it? So life doesn't need to release you from things. You respond to things and that. So we do talk about responding to things in a mindful way, don't we? Mm, yeah, definitely. You, you can't, like, as again, you can't change the world around you. As opposed to react. Then, people yeah. react and that's unhelpful. People respond in a more controlled way. And then yeah. things tend to work out it's better. It's the not flipping your lid analogy we use, isn't it? When, oh, you'll like this. When the lake is churned up, nothing can be seen. When the lake is still, all can be seen. Where have you heard that before? Mm, Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda, the, yeah. The great yeah, mindful mind is like teacher. This pool, yes. Yeah. Your mind is like this pool. When it is agitated, you can see nothing. Yeah. It's, it's a settle in the end, it becomes clear. The dogs are very active today. You might hear the dogs scuttling about. Yeah. They're very busy, um, but they are our best teachers. Right, so number 10, whatever the question, love is the answer. Tricky one, we've, we've yeah. talked about what do we mean by love. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we like the concept, but what does yeah. that mean? What does that mean most? It says, how can I bring the most love to this situation? How can I see the love in what's happening? 
when we bring love to a situation, we will end up experiencing more love. So if perhaps we think more in terms of compassion, yeah, kindness, kindness, yeah, um, you know, and we talk about growing kindness. When you when you show kindness to others, it grows kindness in them, and you get that back, don't you? So yeah. the positivity that you radiate is what you will then get back. If your path is love, it will lead to love. Love your past by accepting and blessing it. Love your present by surrendering to it and not resisting it. This is the way to ensure that you will experience love in your future. So it's a bit like putting down the sufferings of the past and acknowledging the present, isn't it? And yeah, and it does all come back to that, doesn't it? You know, the present moment. bringing in ideas of gratitude and happiness. Mm. Um, whenever you're longing for love, first remember that it's waiting inside you. Then turn your attention within and find whatever spark of love you can. Remember those moments in which you felt love or think of those experiences which bring out your love. Or recall someone who inspires you to love. Find this ray of love in your heart, the spark of love, and focus on it. Feel love and it will expand. Bathe in love and it will start to flow. See love, even the tiniest bit of love, and it will grow. So, whatever is happening, you can always choose love. You're always free to love. This is your greatest freedom. One that no one can ever take away from you. I suppose in, in the way that whatever emotion you choose to express is your choice. You are always free to do or think whatever you choose to, but then choose something that's helpful to you and others. And yeah. In this case, it's love. Love. It's all you need. All you need. Oh, you need. Yeah, I don't, I mean, don't go copyright for that. Don't get me sued. No. Okay. Ah, so I like there that. You go. So yeah. that is Secrets About Life Every Woman Should Know. Ten Principles for Total Spiritual and Emotional Fulfillment by Barbara D'Angelis. Mindful book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think she needs to reprint it and the, change the re, title. She can make a fortune. It, mindful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mindful secrets. Bring it up to the, you know. <laughs> uh, we can help. Get in touch. Okay. Bring it up to, up to yeah. date. But... But for now, mm -hmm. oh no, people need to get in touch. They do. Touch so if Not you just have, Barbie, but no, but if you have any thoughts on that and what you think your um, secrets, they can Facebook us. Yeah, which we are one together CIC on Facebook. Uh, email us at one together CIC at gmail dot com. Or you can visit our rarely visited website. <laughs> one together CIC dot co dot uk. Oh, brilliant! But for now, this is growing good, the mindful podcast, and we will see you next, next time. time. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast.